Welcome to the Sunday Poems. I'm Ken Hayda. Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number 109. Well, what a wild couple of weeks it's been for me personally, and I think for many of us in our society, we are feeling similar types of emotions and thoughts that are uh, conflicting and pulling us in multiple ways at once. Um, a couple of highlights. Uh, just last week, uh, I was fortunate to watch the uh, acceptance speech of Ismail Kidari win the Newstat Prize from World Literature Today and the University of Oklahoma. Uh, a very classy uh, presentation, a great writer. And in his speech, he emphasized the responsibility of literature to society. It's very inspiring to me personally, <clears throat> especially since he's coming from uh, much of his life in a, in a with the threat of a communist uh, regime that was hostile to his literature. Um, just yet, Friday, I was fortunate to participate in the launching of a new anthology titled Voices on the Move, an anthology by and about refugees, edited by Dominika Radulescu and Roxana Kassan. Roxana is from Oklahoma City. Many of you may know her. It's a great little anthology. It's got poetry and fiction and personal essays, a play in it. Um, really outstanding stuff. Reminds us again of this global phenomenon of people being displaced and, and being forced to, to migrate and to find some place where they can call a home. I just finished reading the dystopian novel Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. Uh, the scenes are set in, in 2024 through 2027, which of course is right now. And it's a stark, harsh reminder of what could happen to a society if it doesn't pay attention uh, to its own, its own needs, its emotional needs and its societal needs. All this, of course, is going on with the ongoing drama of the presidential race and the politics of poison. And the pandemic, of course, uh, has hit its highest spike uh, since the beginning, some of the highest numbers it's had anywhere these last two weeks. So um, a lot of tension is going on uh, for all of us as a people, as a society. And then on top of that, uh, one of my dearest friends, uh, a man I've known for 30 plus years, uh, Dr. Reverend Dr. Michael Thompson suddenly uh, passed away, very quick uh, bout of liver cancer and was gone. And so uh, you can imagine the emotions watching the funeral on Zoom uh, and uh, <laughs> that feeling of being so intimate yet so restrained and so far away with that eternal wall of screen between virtual and real. It's a time of interruption, a time of introspection. It's a time to guard against too much inactivity, too much insecurity. It's a time to fight against the psychic burden that we are dealing with now. That term psychic burden <clears throat> comes from my friend Paul Austin. I was having a conversation with him and he used that term. And I use that term in a poem I'm going to read today. Um, and so that, that constant fight, I think, against cynicism is, is what we as artists, 
must do, all of us as citizens must fight this fight. But I think those of us who want to work in the arts, we have to to attempt to keep these realities before us and keep the discussion going in multiple ways. Um, so the poem I'm going to read, I'm going to read two poems. Uh, the first one is long and it's uh, not overtly optimistic. It's full of questions. And then I'll end with a second short poem, which uh, implies a bit more optimism about knowing how to see in the dark eyes that have been adjusted to the dark. I guess this probably goes without saying, but maybe uh, it's worth repeating. Um, there's a what's called the transactional theory of literature, which uh, suggests that meaning of a poem is not complete until the reader brings some uh, awareness to the poem. So you have text plus the reader's uh, response, the reader's awareness, the reader's participation, and that equals meaning. I think that's especially necessary on the two poems I'm gonna read today. Uh, You can, for your own self, make the symbols come to your own satisfaction, to your own experience. You can fill in the dots. You can uh, draw the inferences, both for your artistic and personal life, your spiritual dimension, but also for what you think we as a society need. So here we go, two poems. The first one is titled Winter Coming, and it is for Paul Austin. Winter will be long, The winter will be hard, not so much ice and snow, but uncertainty, withdrawal, and a need for change. Now in mid-autumn, we are busy getting, meeting friends and family, feeling October sun on our masked faces. But we don't know how to proceed, how to plan for the darker days, demands too costly to pay. We know this somehow in the subtext of ourselves. The mirrors in the hallway reflect a marked society. Always we hope it won't be so. Always we attempt to block scenes playing our minds. Then resolving ourselves again to be happy as our souls permit. Determined to endure, not to give in. We push back against this psychic burden. The plague, the presidency, the denuding of a democracy, the result of our materialism, our self-induced fantasy waltz of superiority and endless resources, even as we destroy our very home, trying to placate the American Nero, the coward who projects hollow poison, a deranged child with access, enabled by the greedy, propped by one-dimensional paranoia, a lust for power, false glory that flirts with a few minutes of history. And then when winter snow one day melts, will we see a true greening? Will there be a reason to go outdoors, to breathe morning sun, waking dew off flowers. Will birdsong matter anymore? 
How many unattended funerals will come to mind? How many rights will have been erased? How much treasure wasted? How much stolen? What else? What else? By then, their revolution will either be over, finished, or it will be in high gear. Yet that makes little difference at this moment. Already we have had enough injustice to last a lifetime. One violation of personal liberty is one too many. We will survive, something tells me, but what we will be is a matter of faith. The second poem is titled Flicker. I've been having a uh, <clears throat> influx of northern flickers uh, coming into my backyard and uh, their activity during the day is fascinating to watch. This poem is written after I see a flicker. Most of them are on the elms and the oaks, but I see one <laughs> on a telephone, on a light pole rather, OG and E light pole. So here's the poem. Knocking loud enough to cause me to look up from my book and morning coffee, she drills into a light pole. I wish she would drop it to the ground, this artificial light so unnecessary, so confusing to us whose eyes have adjusted to the dark, who have already learned to see beyond the act. Well, thank you for joining me. I hope your eyes are adjusting and learning to see beyond the act. Thank you for listening and for sharing the program with your friends and neighbors. Until next week, I'm Ken Hayda with the Sunday Poems.